Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is May 13th, 2019, and I can tell you that this week is going to be incredible. Uh, it's It started off really fiery, really exciting. There's a lot going on worldwide and domestically. Now, the one thing that I want to I, I say is that during this show today, we'll be discussing in the first portion our domestic concerns and what's going to be going on on the domestic domain, uh, what we will be seeing this week coming out, and how that's going to affect everyone. And then in the second part, well, towards the end of the first part and the second part of the show, I want to discuss China, China, China. But I also want to make note to you just how dupe we've been all these years. Now, as you know, the president has been on a tweet storm this morning, and we have so many people talking and saying things on TV, live, etc., etc. So I thought I'd start off the show by playing a clip of uh, Adam Schiff talking, actually. Adam Schiff, how he believes that what the administration or the FBI or the Department of Justice are doing right now is wrong and unacceptable. And this is the one-to-one he had with ABC. He's upset that the Department of Justice is looking into Biden and his uh, foreign activities. He's upset that they're all going down. And what makes him more upset is that they don't know who's got, who's on target, who is the target of all these investigations and how it's about to go down. They are going insane. They have no idea what is going on. This is a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to watch them squirm, watch them fear for the worse. They're really, really scared. And they should be. Because what they have done to the American people all this time is payback now. Payback in the sense of you will be held accountable for what you have done. Take a listen to what he says. We also saw an effort this week by Rudy Giuliani, the president's personal lawyer, uh, to get the Ukrainians to investigate Joe Biden for his diplomacy in Ukraine while his son was serving on the board of the largest natural gas producer there. And the president told Politico on Friday it would be appropriate for him to discuss a probe of Biden with the attorney general. Is it appropriate? Uh, Of course it's not appropriate. And and what is so shocking to me, I I served for many years on a a democracy commission in the Congress where we would partner with parliaments in emerging countries, emerging democracies, and we would always say, when you win an election, 
you don't seek to jail the losing side. And here the President of the United States is saying it's perfectly okay for him, uh, and he has said this before, to go to the Attorney General and get them to open an investigation of his arrivals. Uh, and sadly, this Attorney General has turned out to be so political and so partisan, uh, and so without, uh, frankly, without integrity, he just might do it. Uh, and, you know, that does add to the sense of crisis, that these democratic norms are being broken day. Uh, the fact that we're not even done with this investigation of the last foreign interference in our election and Giuliani, apparently with the president's at least initially in knowledge and a blessing, was going to get the help of another foreign government in a presidential election. Um, it, you know, it, it tells me that they not only think this is, there's nothing wrong with this, uh, if that's true, there's something wrong with them. Huh. So they say that they don't like the fact that there are discussions in regards to Biden asking, well, China collusion, basically, like I said last week and the week before that, when they were pandering to the Chinese, because I'm the one that's brought it to you on the radio. Why is Biden pandering to the Chinese and why are all the Democrats reinforcing that notion that China's our friend, China's this, you know what? And that's a hundred percent true. And you'll see as the discussion ensues today here where I tell you about these things one by one and how Biden, China, and all this fits together, um, how it's always been the plan. What they've done to the U.S. economy is ridiculous. You know, last week I told you that Nadler was completely losing his mind. All of them are. They're attacking Attorney General Barr not because... They're attacking Barr. Barr is old guard, remember. But what they're concerned about is that he's flipped. He's a very discreet man. Old guard by the law. Here's the deal. The reason that they're attacking him is because if they could take him down, it's kind of like taking the shield down off the president because it's not the president calling the shots, it's the attorney general. And how dare Schiff say that it's the attorney general, what a disgrace that he's partisan or playing politics. What would you call Loretta Lynch? Loretta Lynch that had issued, overrid Homeland Security and gave a visa to the Russian attorney that came in to meet with Donald Trump Jr. On that same day of that 15-minute meeting, which they've subpoenaed again Donald Trump Jr. to go in, they had wiretapped Manafort's cell phone. So they already have the conversation recorded, yet they want to call him in. Why? Entrap him that he doesn't remember a conversation that ensued, you know, uh, a, a couple of years ago, word for word. This is how petty and desperate they are. Loretta Lynch really wasn't partisan politics. She signed off on these FISA warrants on a phony fake dossier. We'll get into that because Comey's chips are up to call now. Their feet are to the fire, and it's all coming to light. You know, the left is attacking Barr to get to the president, but always remember, the attacks on our president are not on Donald Trump, the man. He stands in the way between them and us. Pure socialism, pure control, this is all about power. And they don't know how many of them are going down. They need to see everything. And Schiff told you exactly what it is. Well, we haven't finished this investigation. It's over. 
It is over. And yes, we need to look into the China collusion because we've got elections coming. But I'll tell you how deeply embedded China is in the U.S. today on the show. You'll understand just how far China has gone. And Lindsey Graham, not done with him yet. He's the one that applauded Chinese, the Chinese buying American companies. And I'll demonstrate that to you with facts. Because the one thing I've said again and again is they bank on the fact that your memory is short. They bank on the fact that you don't remember everything they tell you. But I'd like a refresher. How's everybody? Take a listen with me. A short interview that President Trump had on The View years ago. I think it's important we take a listen to how all these clowns loved him for exactly what he's saying today back then. But, you know, today they don't like him. I mean, how dare you? Take a listen. So happy to have you. Whenever you're on, whenever you're on with us, we're very happy. Well, we love it. Okay, so I'm going to take you at your word that you have not decided yet when you're going to run, but you're thinking about it and you've expressed some of your views, uh, which are controversial and in many ways, uh, yeah, but... but, not, but not to her. <laughs> well, not to her. Okay, you're a Republican. <laughs> but but let's, say, let's say that you do decide in the spring, right? Um, and your ideas are, resonate so much. On the other hand, um, you know, we saw Newt Gingrich apologizing for his marriages and divorces. You've had three marriages, two sort of uncomfortable divorces. Do you think no, that the... not really. They were very comfortable. <laughs> well, we won't leave you do you, do you Do you think that the country, uh, that would bother anybody? I think the country is doing so badly, they want somebody that's going to help it. I think the country is never been in a position like it is right now. It's being ripped off by every nation, every intelligent nation in the world, whether it's China, they're taking our jobs, they're making all our product, and then they loan us back the money, we pay them interest. That is Whether crazy. it's OPEC, OPEC, which is... I just wanted to say, we'll play this a little bit later, but did you see Joy Behar say, that's crazy. They took all our jobs, and then they're lending us money the Chinese are lending us money that we're paying them interest on. She says, that's crazy. But today, you even mentioned that? You're crazy. This is from 2011. See, people forget. Lindsey Graham applauding the Chinese. We'll talk about that later. For now, we've got more juicy things to talk about. Juicy local stuff. Let's start with the local stuff. So let's start with Carter Page. You guys know that he's suing the DNC, right? And that's all about to come out. It's in the courts. It's filed in 2018, and it's making waves and coming through. Why would Carter Page sue the DNC? Because they paid for it. Why would Carter Page sue the DNC? Exactly what I've been saying, and Roger Stone finally took heed. Remember, the DNC and Hillary Clinton and Barack Hussein Obama all had the same law firm, they all paid what company? CrowdStrike. I've been saying, and now it's coming out to light, that this whole email hack thing happened way before Papadopoulos. Because CrowdStrike, an independent company that had no federal contract or being an approved entity to forensically check hardware, software, or communications or anything, was paid for by them to do what? to examine and determine 
who hacked the DNC exchange server and all servers. And if you remember, because people forget, they were saying, oh, it's Russian. And if you remember, because people forget, they added that Russian code because the CyberSec executive in August of 2016 sat in front of the committee and said, well, they've bottlenecked the operation and they told us to stand down, but it's not Russian code. It's Chinese code uh, that we see that is being patched to look like Russian. So wait, did the Chinese hack? No. It was Chinese methods that were being used to write the information to make it look like it was a Russian hack. Are you getting it? Because we all know the DNC exchange server was taken up by a thumb drive. That has been determined by actual forensics, and many people have said it, but that's not the story the FBI is going with. That's not the story, well, Barack Obama's FBI, nor the DOJ. The story is, is that the Russians did it. But CrowdStrike created the code as such. And remember, the servers were never given to the FBI ever, 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 because Perkins Coy stymied that. They sent letters saying, no, you can't see. You're not allowed to see it. Why? Why can't I see it? Well, because we already have a report from CrowdStrike. At that point, a just, honest, nonpartisan... FBI, and attorney general that is impartial and to the law, Schiff, to your point of Loretta Lynch being the most crooked of all, they should have said, I'm sorry, but CrowdStrike is not on the list of vendors, has no federal contract with the FBI or any other intelligence entity to determine cyber attacks, counterintelligence cyber attacks, or cyber threats. Thus, their research is null and void. And so this was never taken into consideration. They took the paid report, paid report by the DNC, Hillary, and Obama, paid report, and took it on as something legitimate. So they take this illegitimate report, this paid for by the DNC and HRC, hence Carter Page, you know, putting up, this whole lawsuit can actually stem back to that um, because they surveilled him erroneously and destroyed him, and he has every right to sue them. So anyway, they decided to have this as a matter of fact, and here's where Q, Dirty Cop Mueller, comes in, where Dirty Cop Mueller indicts Russians for hacking the DNC exchange servers based on evidence provided to the FBI and then accepted by the FBI that is not legally sound because they never had a contract. Therefore, if the Russians ever got caught and went to court, it would be thrown out because the evidence is zero. And you know, now we're talking, it's over three years almost. We're never going to see those servers. Those servers are long gone. Hammers, bleach bit, thrown in a river. This is how... The swamp works. They're dirty and disgusting and they undermine every single human being within our nation. They decide what's allowed for us to see. They decide what we are allowed to discuss, speak, and question. You are not allowed to question them, but they can question you. This, if anything, 
is a prime illustration of just how corrupt the previous administrations have been. Just how corrupt FBI under Comey was. Just how corrupt the whole Mueller investigation was. I mean, how does that indictment even stand? It's like indicting you for hacking my neighbor's computer and the FBI didn't search it, but the FBI filed the indictment against you. Instead, it was my 13-year-old that came out with the report and said, here you go, Joe hacked your neighbor's computer. And here's the proof, here's the code, here's the IP, it's all his. And the FBI says, great job, child. We'll take that as face value. Instead of saying, well, can we see the neighbor server? No, you can't. Why not? Well, I can give you a copy if you want. Yeah, a copy that inserts the code that you just provided in your report. Where's the original server? Yeah, you can't have that. How would that sound? Do you think Joe would go to jail? Oh, no, he wouldn't. No judge in their right mind would say, sure, we'll just accept that report even though it's not properly done and according to law and it's not been done according to forensic methods that are allowed to be used. Of course we'll let it fly. That doesn't happen. It's like saying you're going to try someone for murder with DNA testing that you did in the mail. You can't do that. It's got to be a lab that's registered with the Department of Justice, doesn't it? So how is CrowdStrike's report and CrowdStrike's or Platte River Networks, right? Imaged server that includes the CrowdStrike code, the server. It's not. And everyone keeps saying, well, they have the right to just give an image server. How do you know that it's imaged correctly? It's like someone saying, hey, Tori, hand me your file on research that you're doing on Lutheran social services. I want to see what you got. I'm not going to give it to you. That's some proprietary information in there. That's 10 years of work in there. I'll selectively give you stuff that I know the public has, but I will not give you the stuff that the public doesn't have. And I'll image that for you selectively. This is exactly what happened with the whole DNC server hack. This is exactly how it went through. And, you know, what sucks is that people don't seem to understand just how, um, I would say, iffy it is. (laughs) I wanted to say something else. It's iffy. But they undermined our democracy. They undermined our law enforcement. They have discredited the FBI completely. And I know everybody likes to talk about Ray not using the word spying and that he should. And the the president called him out. Listen, Ray is going to say what Ray needs to say to keep the peace. He can't seem partisan. And the fact that the president is throwing slight jabs at him, all the better. We don't need to see who wants to take a neutral stance. Ray is a little bit of a box. Mm, Is he a black hat? Not really. Was he accustomed to the swamp ways? Yes, he was. Was he okay with it? As long as he did his job and kept his head down, whatever. But you never saw him diddle in things. He knew that you kept friendships, kept communications, not friendships, but communications and acquaintances happy to make sure you survive. Because there's a lot of great people within the FBI rank and file that even executed some of these orders that were provided. 
that saw what was going on and they were upset, but they couldn't speak. They knew the minute they raised their head, it would be mowed off. They liked their job. They were happy in their job and they felt secure in their job. But when you have people above you that issue orders, it's kind of like the military. You can have a sour general giving you orders. It's only so much, there is only so much you can do and nothing is anonymous. You can't file a complaint anonymously, especially in 2019. And the FBI has known that anyone that's a whistleblower, usually, not only them, but their family gets destroyed too. They all get destroyed. So it's really important that we understand the environment of the FBI under Comey. To understand how things like this perpetuated, because remember, they're all friends. Comey hired his friends, his closest confidants, and look at all of them. They've all gone down like little toy soldiers. Just one from President Trump and knocked them all down. Comey. You know, I got a lot of emails from people that um, went back and watched uh, the uh, CNN video. They went back and watched it and said they saw the same thing. They saw that it seemed as if it was kind of pre-recorded. Exactly what I was saying. It seemed pre-recorded, didn't it, guys? It seemed very pre-recorded. It seemed as if everybody there was dressed for fall and Comey was talking about the 2018 elections as if they were coming up in the future. Comey, Comey, Comey. And maybe this is why he looked completely different, still pale as a ghost, still... He wasn't greasy, though, like he looked on CBS. He didn't look the same. He looked different on CNN. So the question is, how do you figure out if that's actually real? You know, because we saw CNN. You remember Anderson Cooper in The Waiters pretending? They do this all the time. They pretend that they're in some country that's, you know, in active war and it's really a green screen. We've seen all it, the fake news, the fake, 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 fake news. We've seen it. And no matter how hard the fake news are trying to drive the narrative now, trying to stray away from the actual garbage that is going to be coming out, the dirt, the dirty laundry, the power struggle, the insane corrupt antics of the left and some of the right, but specifically that of the Obama administration. Look at what they're doing. They're telling you where to look. Oh, don't look there. Look at Trump. He's going after people. That's what dictators do. You heard Schiff say it. You heard him. Look at him trying to do this. How dare he? He's going to corrupt our economy. He's taking us down. He's just investigating everyone. He's just a bitter man because we investigated him. First of all, you found nothing. Second of all, that was a bogus investigation. He was placed there, so the president couldn't act as a president, and he couldn't do what a president needs to do. They're telling you where to look. They're propping up their new heroes. But you know what's funny? I'm someone that is really active in the political scene. I like to hear and see. I could tell you what, the people aren't responding. There was a video I retweeted over the weekend of Elizabeth Warren 
she had taken public transport, hoping that her locals would be like, hey, Miss Warren, oh my God. Nobody gave two cents that she was on the train. People ignored her. People eye-rolled her. She was looking for engagement. She was like smiling in that creepy smile she did when she wanted to crack open a beer and be relatable. No one cared. Cory Booker, nobody cares. Kamala Harris slept her way to the top. She has some great backing from these insane libtards that think that ICE is equivalent to the KKK, like Kamala Harris had said at a, at a hearing. Can you believe it? I haven't heard about Beto for a while. We've got, you know, Washington's governor going berserk, and he's actually hit North Dakota hard with some weird changes in pressure of crude oil or something, trying to cause harm to the energy market. So we have all these insane candidates, and then we have creepy, sleepy Joe Biden. Creepy because he's a creep. He sniffs people. Imagine if he does all that in front of camera, what he does behind camera. And then sleepy is, were you asleep as vice president? Because all this stuff that Obama orchestrated, you were the VP. So you either were that stupid, so you shouldn't be president because all this happened under your nose and you didn't know. Or you did, and you were just complacent, and you're trying to remove your tush out of it. You know, Obama could have had him as a prop, too. Let the pervert have fun with little children and women while I just do my business. And maybe he was indeed excluded, because Biden's not a sharp tool. And I'm surprised, you know, like Pelosi, they got dementia, man. These people are super old with dementia. They're not fit. Look at Pelosi. She keeps calling President Trump Bush. Look at Biden. Yeah, I don't have time to talk about health care, but I'm going to fix it. We don't have time for it. What do you mean you don't have time for that? You want votes and you can't talk about it? Now, after the break, we're going to go into a little bit of a deeper dive on Comey, Hunter, Biden, and what's going to, what's to come on that front before we enter the Chinese talks in the second hour. I'll see you all just after this short break. Stay tuned. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr. and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our legal defense fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? 
Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with My Pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Welcome back to the Tori Sess Show. I'm your host, Tori. Thanks for tuning in. Remember... I'm always here Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 Eastern Time, live on Red State Talk Radio. We are voted America's number one talk radio station. So I wanted to continue talking about the issues that are coming up. The issues that many of us, even Governor Huckabee and a lot of us already know, have happened and have come up. Indictments have already been done. I heard that Comey was uh, seen by a grand jury in Iowa. Uh, The case has been transferred to the Eastern District of Virginia, but guess who else? So today I learned that there is a grand jury indictment on Baker... Um, that's being heard. So I think they're waiting on this indictment to be announced. Um, So they're waiting for that. I think they wanted to bring him up as a couple. I mean, they deserve to be showcased together, right? Who is James Baker is the question. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, I just wanted to touch a little bit about Biden. So remember, Biden... Before he announced, he had a problem announcing that he's, his, he's running. Remember? He was like, yeah, I'm going to announce. Yeah, I'm not going to announce. That's because his lawyers were looking at ways to see what they can slap gag orders on. Why? Because now that he's running, they can't um, really attack him, and air quotes, really attack him, because then it's considered political warfare. And as you heard from uh, Schiff, You know, this is unacceptable, attacking the opponent. But here's the thing. The crimes that his son, Hunter Biden, did were way before he was going to be uh, vice president. Actually, he committed a lot of those while his daddy was vice president. Now, 
Political warfare, they're screaming. Really? So what do you call a fake dossier, fake forensics on servers, and indicting and spying illegally, and then coercing the FISA court, so corrupting the FISA courts, which means Section 702 now has to be investigated on how that's done, because we know that FISA warrants are issued with only what the government says. So this means either the judges were in on it because the judge had to have read in the document that the Russians were paying Americans from the Russian consulate in Miami, I mean, and there isn't one. Where was Rosemary? You know, these FISA court judges, remember where they were screaming, for God's sakes, these are federal judges, really. So why didn't the federal judge say, did we actually have a Russian consulate in Miami? Pretty sure we don't. Nope, didn't even look at that. Didn't even look at that. What does it mean? That the judge never reviewed it. She had all the signatures from Lynch, Clapper, Brennan, and remember, hmm, I've been saying that Brennan orchestrated all these spies from day one. The fact that Agent Lee was arrested is not a coincidence. He came voluntarily. For all of you thinking that, oh, this Chinese spy, he said, listen, this guy worked for the intelligence community. He had a black book of names of every single asset, every single covert operative, and every single person you will not find on a database. And Jerry came to the United States knowing what was going on while President Trump was president. And you know, what did they try him for? Having a little black book? The little black book that they had gotten a warrant for that nobody can locate in Hawaii and found in his suitcase in Hawaii at the hotel where he was with his family. And then when he flew to Virginia, you know, they searched that place too, still found the book. And right before he left, they searched and still found the book. And they even tried to get other people to coax him to talk about what he's doing. And he wasn't. That was his collateral. See, the thing is, people like Jerry Lee, people in the intelligence community always have backup. Now, some of them aren't, you know, some of them, like Jerry, who's a handler and worked directly with Brennan, you know, he probably had a lot to say, a lot to say, need to keep notes. Other people in the intelligence community rely on their memory, times, dates, and maybe store them on like 4chan or 8chan, who knows, right? But this is something people need to understand. It is full-out war domestically. Full-out war of this fourth unelected branch of the government and the people. And President Trump represents the people. Albeit, he's not light-footed. You know, that was, uh, that was something my grandmother used to say. When I was a kid, she said, you don't walk light-footed. You're very heavy-footed. And I asked her, like, what do you mean? Like, are my feet fat? Like, what do you mean? She said, no. You don't tiptoe around things. You just boom. Like, like soldiers do. They trample. And this is, <laughs> I was a little kid. It's, it's a term. Varipodi. Means heavy foot. Means bull in a china cabinet. Means firm. Means not a ballerina tiptoer. Don't do ring around the rosy. And, you know, this was something she told me when I was like six or seven because I would have discussions about politics as a kid. Whenever I'd be on vacation 
hang out with my grandfather and his buddies who would sit outside of his little shop in Greece having wine and cheese and talking politics, I'd totally jump in. One of them, a nickname Bum, his name was Bamakis. I'd call him Bum. He had like cigarette stain on his white mustache, super drunk too, all the time. He loved his wine. But the things that they taught me on, you know, how politics is formed, and I guess, you know, it's Greece, right? They came up with the idea of a democratic republic. They came up with the idea of, you know, political discourse, right? So it was the best place. And these were people that have lived through World War One and World War Two, and uh, the and Greece's revolution that would tell me about the equivalent of the CIA in Greece, which was KIP. That's what it was called. And how they used to just nab people in the middle of the night and make them disappear. Um, and how nobody knew who they were, who the informants were, who the agents were. But one thing they did tell me is, is that when a good person actually gets into office, wherever, whatever country it may be, right? Because uh, it wasn't just localized politics they talk about. It was more European and Asian, to, to be honest with you, and some African politics. But... Um, they said when a person comes in that has a heavy foot and that seeks to reinstate a democratic republic because there isn't one right now, that person will be the most hated person on the planet because the one thing in politics that's the rule is you cannot give people alternate hope. You cannot give them hope that they are free. And these are men talking in the late 80s, drunk with wine, that have seen war, that were fighter pilots, that even worked for intelligence communities of different nations. They would tell me how the Nazis operated. They would tell me how things happened, you know, how, uh, you know, the flag was taken, everything. They'd tell me everything, but they said, the minute someone with a heavy foot comes in, and this is why it reminded me of my grandmother, is the minute that you will see that that person will be targeted by every single person on the planet. And I remember Bamakis, who he turned around and uh, once when I said, well, if he has a heavy foot, it means he's firm and he's strong on it. Yes, he is. And when you see that all the arrows face him, that's the guy you want to follow. This is advice from the 80s, okay? When I was a kid, we're talking 6 to 13, having discussions with these old people at, you know, 1.30 in the afternoon, right before siesta, before my grandmother fed my grandfather. You know, and I usually, I usually did it too, just so that I can help him close up shop so he can give me a couple drachmas so I can go and go tubing on the beach. So that was kind of like my job. But I enjoyed it because I learned a lot. And what have we learned a lot? We see the arrows being pointed at our president globally. We see them. And see, the thing is, we see them pointed at him for doing nothing but being a great president, for doing nothing but trying to revive our economy. Treason. Those are the actions that have happened. And like I've said, we are not going to see the treason charges fall until right before Labor Day weekend. I said that last year, and I'm sticking by it. That is when we're going to see Utah come. Now, this week, Comey will be getting a one-way ticket to Comey Island 
through our, you know, new federal contractor, Miami Air, that takes flights back and forth between Gitmo and the United States. But he has to come hand in hand with his buddy, his buddy, James Baker. And who's James Baker? You know, a lot of people don't seem to remember James Baker. Remember, James Baker is the attorney. He was the legal counsel, okay, for the FBI. He was appointed as legal counsel when Comey came in. You know, you bring in your buddies, of course, right? I mean, that's how it works. You bring your friends, and that's it. Now, he's the one that said that wire to wear a wire, the 25th Amendment, was all part of a list of possible responses for Comey's firing. So they were so upset that Comey was fired that they were trying to find a way to impeach the president under the 25th Amendment, but they had a wire. They had to wear a wire in order to put it forward. And unfortunately, Pence was in there too. And, you know, what you need to understand is that these were discussions they had with the general counsel. Now, James Baker... You know, um, if you look at the transcript of when um, Rod Rosenstein fired Andy McCabe and fired Lisa Page about the possibility of wearing the wire to record the president, do, do you guys remember that transcript? Anyway, Baker right now is under criminal investigation for media leaks. And um, what I want to have you guys understand is that James Baker and Comey are friends. He brought him on as general counsel, and it's not um, uh, unordinary, you know, practice to bring your own lawyers on. But what Comey did when he took office is bring his solid friends to the table. And the reason he did this is because he needed to have his own people next to him. Now, James Becker, James Becker, Baker, (laughs) James Becker, uh, Baker, why do I keep saying Becker? Why am I saying Becker? Okay. Last Friday, he said something that was pretty weird. He said he's a little bit nervous about what Horowitz is going to come out in regards to the conduct of the Department of Justice and the FBI in regards to the Trump-Russia Pope. But he says that, you know, they'll dig and they'll find stuff and, you know, that they'll try to sort it out if any mistakes were actually made. I I want you guys um, to understand what Baker is saying. Anytime the office of the inspector general of any division of the United States opens up an investigation, they will find at least one thing, a hair out of place, a pen out of place, wrong signatures, skip the page, you're numbering pages one through 12, but you missed page six, so it's really 11 pages, stuff like that. Because it's very fine tooth comb investigations. So Baker, though, he's defended has been defending the FBI's actions, even them going to the FISA court. So he's 
bringing it down to, oh, maybe there wasn't any like conscious errors made, but some, you know, um, and he knows that a few abuses will be, like he knows. He's sweating. Everyone's always nervous when the IG comes around. So anyone telling you, oh my gosh, he's nervous, anybody is. If I was under IG investigation, I'd be nervous. They'd be like, yo, you're you know, your fork is on the wrong side of your plate. That's the salad fork goes here. That's how tedious it is. But Baker did something smart. When discussing what was going on, he kind of made himself look like an idiot as if he was gullible and very benign. I quote him saying, there were facts that existed in the Bureau that were known by certain people that weren't known by others, including me. That's certainly possible, and that happens frequently. So the general counsel of the FBI is supposed to counsel the people of the FBI and give them legal advice with limited or no access to the facts. What does that tell you? So he continues to say, and so I'm assuming that they will dig and find stuff like that. So we'll try to sort it out and see what mistakes were made. This is retroactively. It's pretty interesting, right, you guys? Because Baker's been defending the FBI's use of the Steele dossier. And he said that he checked the FISA warrant applications on page before they got signed and sent to the court. If he checked it, right, then why didn't he notice that it says that, hey, Russia's paying people out of the Russian council in Miami that does not exist? He then went on to say that he was comfortable with it, with the content. He was, you know, he was very uh, sure that it was lawful and correct. And then when further questioned, he said, come on, these are federal judges for goodness sake. They know how to evaluate wiretap applications. These are serious, serious judges. Rosemary, her bench under her butt right now is shaking. Same thing with the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court talking about January 2017 and the little chit-chat and advice you gave Obama, Roberts. So here's the thing. He insists that... The Steele dossier was good and that they're not stupid. The FBI, we're the FBI, we're not dumb. Totally dumb. Because half the stuff in there can be read by a child and say, okay, that can't be real. And say, okay, that seems weird. Okay, that's not a fact because a news agency said it and they say whatever they want. So he was very defensive back then. But now, you know... He's kind of backtracking it. The reason I say this is because now Rosemary Collier is under scrutiny. And, you know, like I said in an article that I wrote with Big League Politics last summer, probably May, it was May, or was it June? June, maybe, or July. She wrote a memorandum of opinion to cover her butt for allowing them to do what they did, which is spy without FISA warrants bringing it down to algorithm and human errors, and also to reinforce that she contested 
when they came in for the FISA warrants. How dare you try to cover your butt a year later because it didn't work out? What did they tell Rosemary Collier? She shouldn't be on the bench. She should be removed. A hundred percent. Because for any judge to sit there, I know you can indict a ham sandwich, but for God's sake, these are wiretaps. These are American citizens that have rights. She didn't even read it. If any of you read any portions of the Steele dossier, you're like, come on, man. Who believes this? No one disclosed to her how it was paid on purpose. And then they have the audacity to come out that we're going after Biden for, for, for getting money through the Ukraine, for pandering to China. Like I said two weeks ago, look at him nodding to China. Now everyone's catching on. The reason they're catching on is two weeks ago, guarantee you we got a FISA warrant on that. That is proper collusion. You want collusion? That's collusion. Right there. That's collusion. Now, Baker, when he was questioned, he admitted that during the FISA warrant, there were a bunch of irregularities in the way the probe was handled. He admitted it himself. It was unverified, yet he said he took a look at it as a lawyer and said he was comfortable with it. You know the lawyer knew that the DNC and the Clinton campaign and Obama paid for it. So this was oppo research that led to counterintelligence? Are we, are we insane? So they investigate a candidate. They execute FISA warrants. They wiretap, surveil, everybody and their mother connected to them. You know how many thousands upon thousands of Americans come up as level two, level three going up on these surveillance things? Tons. Took all their data from social media. Took all their emails, which means they could use it against them, you know? What if some of that information was leaked? What if, you know, when President Trump had Twitter in 2000, and, you know, he joined in 2009... He sent a tweet to someone and said, oh, you know, I'm not buying you coffee anymore. You're this. They could share that DM now because it's in the files, right? They can share that because it's part of the warrant. This is why Congress and the Senate are so eager to get their hands on details. They want to see what the FISA warrant produced. Facebook messages. You know, maybe he had a spat with someone and they just got onto it. You're this, you're that. How many of us have had those angry texts where you can't even spell because you're so pissed? So then you revert to speech for text and that comes out all messed up too. How many of those might be there? From his kids, from his coworkers, from President Trump to Cohen or Manafort, tons. And this is what they want access to. Baker knows that. This was unconstitutional. This was beyond a hoax. We can't look at it as a hoax. This is one of the biggest injustices and miscarriage of justice and misuse of office, misuse of courts, and the highest courts in that matter, ever in American history. And now we have a person who was vice president of the administration that 
created all of this trying to run for president. So he has to either admit to the fact that he was excluded from all conversations and had no idea that Barack Hussein Obama was doing this when we know he was orchestrating it because they said it in their text. POTUS wants to know everything we're doing. Hmm. So either Biden wasn't in on those meetings or he's one of the biggest liars that they are. And I'm going to go with door number two. Super liar. Barr knows that too. The president knows that too. Biden's been around the block. He's been caught with his pants down before. He's fine. Remember when he was running and they threw that back in his face? Nope, nope. Where are you going, young guy trying to run? No, no, no. Let's shoot you down. You need insurance. You don't have insurance? You don't run. Then he got insurance. So then he ran. This is how it goes. You've got to be part of the group. Who do you think you are running? How dare you think that you can fix this? How dare you think that you're a free person? I am a free person. You are a free person. Don't let anyone else tell you that you're not. The bottom line is these people are scared and they should be. Because Baker and Comey together are going down. And it was supposed to be last week, but with all this China stuff, super big problem. And that's what we'll get into. I will break China down for you. I will show you just how adamant the left is to make this out as if we are going to fail, as if we are going to get hurt. The Democrats don't work for you and they don't represent you. Take a listen to this. We are now in a constitutional crisis. Do you agree with uh, Congressman Nadler, Chairman Nadler, that, uh, that we're in a constitutional crisis? Uh, we are. Ever wonder what a constitutional crisis looks like? Well, open your eyes. I do believe we have now entered that constitutional crisis. I'm really curious because isn't that the, the height of a constitutional, isn't that the definition of a constitutional crisis? President Trump appears to be heading toward a constitutional crisis with House Democrats as he continues to hide the Mueller report. This administration wants to have a constitutional crisis. Constitu constitutional crisis? Are you guys kidding me? This is the new key word. Constitutional crisis. So we had Russia collusion. Now it's a constitutional... Constitutional crisis is what they did. How they violated the U.S. Constitution. How they're looking to gut it because it doesn't accommodate the swamp's need. How they violated the constitutional rights of American citizens and spied on them with a fake dossier. A fake dossier. A manufactured dossier. So manufactured that my children reading it can realize that it's all BS and circular reporting. Yet, he is creating the constitutional crisis. The only crisis is, is a swamp crisis. After the break, we'll talk China and global affairs. I'll see you all in just a bit. to Red State Talk Radio.
You're listening to Tori Says. For the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome back to the second hour of the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Remember, you can always follow me on Twitter and Gab at Tori underscore says. There's also a Facebook group while it's still alive for Red State Talk Radio. You should join it. We share content. And for the latest content, and I've been a little bit slow on this because I've been working on, a, on really big things, uh, you can go to ToriSays.com or Laura Loomer U.S., uh, remember, you can always contribute to her at um, Rev. Go to la- lauralumer.us to contribute to her and her uh, legal fund as she takes the fight uh, against big tech, which is kind of great to see that the president also in the recent days has uh, retweeted uh, mentions of what has happened to Laura, who is soon going to be having her birthday on the 21st. Now, um, and maybe we can get happy birthday Laura Loomer trending on Twitter just to make (laughs) Jack really upset and the left really upset. Now, before I start on this whole um, China, I just wanted to continue a little bit on Comey. You have to remember that Comey, his FBI, was Barack Hussein Obama's FBI. And James Baker had said, I'm confident in the judgments that I made at the time based on the information that I had available to me. Very politically correct and very sterile and sanitized phrasing. Because like he said before, there are things that the IG will find that information was only allowed to few and not even to the council, which I highly doubt because Baker and Comey are buddies. And this is why they're going to go down together. Maybe they could share a cell. Highly doubt it because Baker doesn't swing that way. Comey, on the other hand, possibly. Um, Now, what information did James Baker get? Was it information that Comey provided to him? Was it a... I have to be careful what I say here. Um, Was it a narrative that he provided him? We don't know, but we will find out when the indictments pop. Now, as far to, as, as, as far as Biden, think about it. If he was vice president and all of this was happening, he was either in on it or sleeping on it. And if he was sleeping on it, he's not qualified to be president. If he was in on it, definitely not, you know, going to be president. And a listener actually texted me something over the break. Hey. If the judges actually allowed this FISA warrant to go through with falsified information violating constitutional rights of U.S. citizens, that could be treasonous. And yes, it is. Now, before uh, we get into what I want to talk about today, which is China, 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 um, and the tariffs, I just wanted to further state that just like Baker said, there were facts that existed in the Bureau that, were not, uh, that weren't known by certain people that weren't known by me, that means himself, James Baker, 
that cert- that is certainly possible that that happened and it happens frequently. Obama must be sweating right now. He must be sweating because Baker is going to be indicted for leaking. That's why he's under criminal investigation. But that's the same thing that Comey is going down for leaking because he admitted to it. But he admitted to being second removed because he passed it over. So his includes handling of classified information to people that weren't allowed to. So he's under criminal investigation for alleged unauthorized leaks to the media. That's the mother of all moms, man. That is huge. That Comey and his counsel were working together. They were working together to leak information selectively. Remember, they also discussed the whole wiretap thing, right? So they were leaking it together. But here's one key piece that a lot of people forget. Because like I said, they rely on your forgetful memory. Baker stayed on as general counsel for the FBI almost six months after these leaks happened. Do you know when uh, he left? It was when Sessions started asking for information about Uranium One. (laughs) That's how you get things done. It's May, and things bloom in May, but they're harvested in August. Because one thing people know that are wine connoisseurs is that the grapes that are plucked in the eighth month of the year are the sweetest and make the best wine. I'm not a big drinker, but, uh, you know, my family in Greece has their own brand of wine. And so I've stomped on grapes. I've, you know, taken the bottom of the barrel actually is really good. You know, when you have wine in barrels, it sits at the bottom and it has like this, um, residue that it leaves. I actually take that and you make cookies out of it and you make desserts out of it. Um, it's, it's really good actually. Why am I saying this? Because I told you guys in August is where it's really going to party. So what we're going to see unfold this month and the beginning of June is nothing compared to August. And let alone the, the week right before Labor Day weekend. Because we are going to be heading into 2020 with a lot. And what people need to understand is that Sessions placed Ray. Okay. We have to understand that. You have to understand how this moves. You have to be very careful to pay attention to the movements. It just so happens that Baker left the minute Sessions asked about Uranium One. And all this talk of uh, Sessions this, it's great. Great. Let people talk. Let the president do it. We have to have optics. Just like I said, Ray used neutral wording. It is imperative that he does. Because no corrupt snake will come to you if you look like you're partisan. How are you going to get the corrupt clown to come to you if you're partisan? You speak the neutral language so you confuse them all. All we have to do is have faith. Complete another faith. Utah, Kansas, Iowa. Super important places to look at. Iowa, 
Kansas, and Utah. Paying attention is key so that you don't... It, it's like an unanswered prayer. Many people are like, I'm tired of this. I need something. I need some red meat. Listen, man, there is so much red meat out there. You're just not paying attention correctly. You have to remember that Comey brought Baker on to serve as his tight top lawyer when he became director. Remember, he became director in 2013 by getting the torch passed on to him by Mueller. And Baker clearly said, that they were thinking of ways to punish President Trump for removing Comey. That's their friend. They moved really hard. They needed this to be done. They needed to take him down because he was empowering the people. How dare they? But we have people that have already been in place. People like Sessions. Look no further to a video of him swatting Joe Biden's hand off of the little child that was with him. Christopher Ray, let him be. He knows what he's doing. Pompeo, his signature was also on the FISA renewals, first as director of CIA and then as secretary of state. Somebody got promoted while signing these. Pay attention. And a lot of people move. No one's talking about Dana Bonte. You got to get guys. They keep burying names because they don't want you to pay attention. Dana's going to be coming right back up. Dan Coates, sitting pretty at the DNI, but Dan's in a lot of trouble. He was in that meeting. He was in that meeting. What's that saying? Show me your friends and I will tell you who you are. Have you guys seen Barack Hussein's Obama cabinet picture? Well, I'm going to retweet it out soon and you're going to see it. That tells you all you need to know. Comey lied. Baker lied for him. But see, the thing is with Baker, Baker was just counsel and he could only do with what he has on the information. And the question is, well, Mr. Baker, if the facts weren't sufficient, why didn't you move it along? Because boom. Oh, I see. And so here is where people bury each other. See, the thing about the swamp is, is that they don't have loyalty ironic how Comey's book is a higher loyalty. Higher to who? Higher than the people of the United States? Higher than that of God? What higher loyalty are you referring to, Comey? Iowa, Utah, Kansas. Pay attention. That's where you need to focus on. We're going to be plucking some nice grapes and we're going to be knocking some sweet, fine wine that's aged for three years, guys. Three years. And it's coming now and it's like everyone's super impatient. Just enjoy the show. This is one of the biggest shows on earth. You are living through times that will be discussed for thousands of generations to come. If we survive that long. (laughs) And if we can ensure that, obviously, 2020, President Trump will be president. He knows it. You know it. We know it. The left knows it. And the corrupt clowns know it. It's what we do in 2024 to continue this. Because, you know, they might think, hey, eight years, it can't be so bad. We'll fix this. And they will penetrate the ranks like nobody's business. This is where we need to find that toothless guy with a penny in his pocket sitting in a trailer welding 
to be president of the United States rather than any one of these clowns. Because they will come back with a vengeance. It'll be the most horrible thing we will ever experience. This is the golden age. What we're living now is the golden age. A 2.1% unemployment rate. That has never happened in the history of the United States. This is the golden age. This is where businesses can be made, created. We are reinvesting in the United States of America. We are reinvesting in made in America. And you know what? Main Street America is revitalized like nobody's business. Now what we need to look at is creating new American brands. Because a lot of you think that American brands that you know are actually not American. Some of them are Chinese. Some of them are German. And some of them are Canadian, all of them, with that Justin Trudeau eyebrow gate. Why? Because they're part of the crown. The politics that play in regards to business are huge. And all you have to look at is to see where the harm is going. We have seen that CNN has dropped in their ratings like nobody's business. They have sold their subsidiaries overseas and are leasing the CNN name to crappy little stations around the world to make some money because no one is advertising because advertisers realize that by advertising on these networks that are impartial cost them money. So all you'll see is Merrill Lynch, which by the way is not FDIC insured, So if you've got a portfolio with Merrill Lynch and something happens, your money is not insured. Keep that in mind and read the fine print. What is to come now is tremendous. Like I said, Comey was going to come on TV and make himself look like the hero. Like I had to leak this stuff. People needed to know we had to remove him, but we had to. Stomping feet and all crying front hole, that is all he is. And they will try to reinvigor how they were doing what people should be doing. People should be taking charge and trying to save America. That's what they're going to make it look like. Like they were trying to save America. No, they were trying to save their version of America. The version that does not have the U.S. Constitution. The version that does not allow for free speech. The version that does not allow the people to have a voice because they know best. Even the small statements that Comey made on CBS and on this pre-taped 360, I am sure that it's pre-taped. Because even his hair was different from, from just 48 hours, which was really weird. The length was different. I don't know how you can grow your hair that fast. So I'm saying it again. Something's funny there. So what they try to do is show that the youth supports this movement with the questions that were posed and how they were being put forward. But they're going to lose. They can pose with American flags. They can pose with soy drinks and avocado toast, but that's not America. America is guns, liberty, freedom, firecrackers, red, white, and blue. 
And these people don't bleed it. They only bleed red for communism. Because in what free country would a fourth unelected branch of government like the FBI be allowed to dictate and guide Congress, the Senate, and investigations against a sitting president? With no crime, no proof of crime, just that they don't like him and the fact that he's weeding them all out. Show me your friends and I will tell you who you are. And I say that all the time. Because if people actually look at my friends, I'm nothing like what they thought I was. My friends, count them on my hand. Because your friends are only a reflection of you. What kind of person are they? What do they do? How do you identify with other people? Like uh, many people who, you know, have uh, know my work, have seen my TED Talks, you know, say, you know, it's really weird. Someone, you know, like you, you know, just so average Joey. And it's like, my husband's a blue collar worker. I'm white collar, right? We have two children. One of them is actually actively serving and she's deploying on Tuesday, by the way, guys. So I'll probably be waterworks on Tuesday, just so you know. Um, Already choked up. And what I learned throughout my time in life, serving my country and in a private capacity too, is that creating, to have a better attune of socioeconomic relations, you really have to be accepted. Not those coexist stupid stickers that exclude MAGA hats. We're talking like real acceptance. I have friends that no one would ever make friends of. They're like, but they're like this. I don't care. I love them for the way they are. Because pure acceptance is accepting everyone as they are as face value and moving forward. And that's something that the president does. You can have, for example, if someone was actually to um, apply for a job, I'm just saying, under Trump. And they had a rap sheet 20 miles long. But for the past five years, they've been great. They've been working. They've got kids. You know, you see their social media. You, you can track where people go every day anyway. And you see they're a different picture. That's the warrior you want working for you. The one that has turned his life around and put it forward. Because that's the one that learned from mistakes. And then when you have a candidate on your, you know, sheet here on the resume and they've just got all these, oh, I went to Harvard. Oh, I did my pre-SATs like this and I interned for this and that and that. Spoon-fed all the way, Kai caliber, maybe. A lot of those are just photocopying and my mommy sent me there. Who would you pick in the end? You would always pick the scarred one because scarred warriors, warriors are the ones that create results. And I'm, I'm exaggerating here just to make a point. We need to be paying attention to who our government is recruiting now. And I've said it before and I laugh. It's like the FBI is dying for me to apply because all I do is see their ads everywhere. Apply for this. You want to be a linguist? Want to do this? And I'm like, my profile, it doesn't even say linguist. So why are you coming at me? It's like, I wouldn't work for them. No. As a contractor, I already work for them. So why? So the, the, the bottom line is they are looking for everyone. So if you see it in your timeline, I'm just letting you know. 
if you see it in your Facebook ads, not after you've had a conversation on Facebook call, but if you just see it, or in your Twitter feed where we have less ads and you actually see it, they're calling to you. They've seen something. They see everything. So, so they've seen something they like about you. Think about it. Um, you know, I wonder if I get any recruitment pay. And then for all of you out there that have children of, um, you know, college entering age, I just wanted to throw a note before we get into China. You know, the military is not all guns and war. They need people for operations, nurses, pharmacists, dietitians, psychologists, lawyers, there are many jobs your kids can do within the U.S. Army, Navy, Air Force. But, you know, only the Army is allowing people to pick jobs now easily um, where they will pay them a lot. I mean, I know my daughter, before she commissions, you know, she's going to have a big, fat $50,000 deposit for her first house. That's a big deal. I mean, yeah, you could say maybe they offered her that much because, you know, she's second generation and the job just happened to pop up. But I'm just trying to say they need really good people. And if you're into cyber hacking and coding and making websites, apply. Do you know that at Fort Knox, they have, in Kentucky, they actually have a base of the Army where people get paid to play video games. You're a soldier and you play video games. Like, that's so cool. I'm <laughs> just saying. Like, you could put your Call of Duty skills on the line there. So enough of me promoting join the military. Let me shift gears and get back to CNN being broke. So CNN, like we said, is broke. They've sold out their subs. They're buying out contracts. They've, um, they're licensing CNN to little stations to make money because the people have spoken with their wallets. But I want you guys to know that NBC is now sweating bullets too. Because of the China tariffs. <laughs> You'd be like, what? NBC, China tariffs? Well, in the next half hour, I'm going to break down to you what these tariffs really mean, what's really going on. But I want you to also realize that NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, and even Fox are getting problems with advertisers because people don't want to be branded as far left, don't want to be branded as far right, because this is how they're labeling each other. We already know that the mainstream media is totally far left. They're just making excuses for espionage. They're making excuses for treason. They're making excuses for this hate, this collusion hoax, this, uh, this insane loathing of our country. And they're propping up terrorists like, you know... Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, like these people are terrorists and they are in our house. They need to be removed. Like, how is this happening? They are. But what we need to talk about is economics and branding because these China tariffs are a blessing for us. And I've said it again and again. And you see all of those senators, all of those congresspersons screaming at their top of the line, how dare he? He doesn't know what he's doing to the nation. He is destroying our economy. Our poor farmers, they don't give two cents diddly squat about farmers, okay? They're concerned about their own stock portfolios. Have you gone on Legistorm lately? You should. Go to Legistorm. Look up your senator. Look up your congressperson. Look at the big fat stock portfolios. They've got on iPhones and other tech.
Tech and other comp and other brands that are created overseas. Other brands that you think are American, but they're really Chinese. That's what you need to focus on. You need to pay attention while they're, why they're making noise. They're making noise because their pockets are being threatened by this. It's not the farmers. They don't care. It's the fact that they want you to panic. They want you to feel that this is going to be a real big issue. Oh, my gosh. This is going to impact everyone. China is the U.S.'s largest trading partner. Yeah, they were. $700 billion in goods and services to the U.S., and China supposedly imports is the third largest import of U.S. goods. And the U.S. owes China $1.3 Remember how Donald Trump said they lend us money and we pay them interest? I mean, they're having a field day right now. How about the, the Arab League? They say, we want you to go in and attack Libya. Mm -hmm. These are the wealthiest countries in the world. Why aren't they paying us? Okay, Why so then they changed so their minds that, but you didn't so, answer my question. No, I did answer your question. Well, I really you think, think people, I think maybe 10 years ago it would have mattered, yeah. five years ago. Yeah. The fact is, I think people want somebody now that's going to protect them and protect this country because we're not going to be a great country for long if we keep going the way we're going right now. If you, when, when we have Barbara. That was applause from The View, and he said it. I mean, bottom line is China's been having a field day, regardless of what they're telling you, because now they're going to tell you how in September your iPhone is going to be excruciating in cost. Well, then Apple needs to start making them in America. I'll see you all in just a bit after this break. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our legal defense fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219. 
1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So uh, I want to jump in uh, to just play a little clip from Judge Janine quickly about this unconstitutional crisis before we roll into China. Take a listen. Constitutional crisis? How? Because they can't get the full Mueller report? Are they all stupid? They have 98% of the full report. And I've got news for you, bozos. You weren't even entitled to any of it. The report was written for the attorney general by the special counsel. The attorney general decided to issue a four-page conclusion and offered skeptical Democrats a skiff, a secure facility, to see the whole report. Not one Democrat wanted to see it. So Attorney General Barr was in the impossible position of violating federal law and releasing 6E grand jury testimony or acquiescing to the demands of the radical loony left. Folks, the only constitutional crisis is the one created by Obama administration officials of a false Russia collusion spun by that master of deceit himself, Jim Comey, the disgraced former head of the FBI. We find out this week the FBI was on full notice the Steele dossier was fake even before they brought it to a FISA judge and used it as the sole basis to spy on the Trump campaign. All right, I'm going to stop it right there because I've already told you that. We've been talking about that for months. But I just wanted to continue a little bit so you can hear these women on The View and what they are saying with President Trump after that great applause. When we have France, France leading the charge, okay, France, this is the, our new leader. By the way, they led for about two hours. After that, nobody's seen them. I don't know well, if you know that or not. Geographically, so they should. Let me just ask a follow-up question to that. Let me just ask a follow-up question to that. Let's say you run. Uh, you've given a lot of thought for this. Uh, who would you like as your vice president, possibly Sarah Palin? Well, I think it's far too early even to discuss that. I'm going to make a decision sometime prior to June. I'm thinking about it very strongly. I think I'd do a really good job. I think I'd protect this country like it's not being protected. You know, it's funny. So many of the things I say, now politicians are saying, hey, that's right. Why don't we, like, why aren't they paying us? If you look at North Korea, South Korea, We're protecting South Korea. They're making a fortune. Let's call it hundreds of billions of dollars of profit on us. 
We have 25,000 soldiers over there protecting them. They don't pay us. Why are they paying us? You'd be us? treating this like a business. But no, no. A business with heart. Okay. Believe me, it's, there's a lot of heart. It's a business, but it's also a business with heart. We will destroy this country. It won't be a war if the economics of this country keep going the way they're going. We're not going to have but a you, country. You have kind of a All right, so he's right. And here's where he crunches down on economics. Firstly, I wanted to tell you guys, just this February, Edelman, the PR agency, I actually interned for them, the PR agency Edelman uh, snagged um, someone from the White House, right? Uh, Lindsey Walters was a spokesperson um, for President Trump ever since he was there. Now, one would say Edelman is super fruity, and they are. Gosh, all of these are... So, every single person that works there believes that they're going to die from climate change. They're bleeding blue. They can't stand anything that's not open, freedom, etc. They're just like, they're drinking that left Kool-Aid. But Edelman hired her to be able to brand things better. The deal is, is that what we have to understand is that we have American brands. We do have some American brands that are global. And when countries like Palestine or countries like Iran, countries like Turkey see American products, you know, what if they're because they hate President Trump or they hate the administration, you know, he just moved the embassy to Jerusalem, right? Um, they won't buy them. So Edelman, as a, believe it or not, super private company, they're not like IPO'd, they're family-owned, and they're massive, and they're global. They want their brands to survive. They want to separate them, that the politics doesn't have to be local. See, because brands are branding themselves within the United States, aligning with the left a lot. And they're losing a lot, as you've seen. But then when we go to global things, it's really important that the consumers on a global scale, if they don't agree with left politics or they don't agree with right politics, that they don't refuse American brands. But we don't really have a lot of American brands. And I'll break that down to you perfectly clear. But before that, I want to play a little bit of a clip for you from CNN to say how much these tariffs are going to hurt us, the consumers. Take a listen. Talk more about the impact of these new tariffs on ordinary Americans. CNN's Tom Foreman joins us live now from Washington. So, so Tom, um, is it expected that U.S. businesses will automatically pass on the cost of these tariffs to American consumers? Yes, it's not sure how much, right? It's not, not clear how many of the Chinese companies that were affected by this were automatically passing cost on. But at some point, there is enough pressure, things have to break, and at that point, yes, all signs are American consumers will feel it. Despite friendly handshakes between Team Trump and the Chinese delegates, trade talks have stalled. No deal on the horizon. Hello, everybody. And no sign of President Trump giving an inch on the 25% tariff he's launched on Chinese goods. I happen to think that tariffs for our country are very powerful. You know, we're the piggy bank that everybody steals from, including China. But American consumers could soon feel a greater impact if the tariffs expand to consumer products as threatened. China would be expected to pass on those expenses, jacking up prices on smartphones, computers, televisions, fitness trackers, and much more. Yeah, they will, because all of that stuff is made in China. 
you know, the Shark Tank people are probably furious because all the companies that they've, you know, hired make their stuff in China. So that's true. So we have provided China everything. You know what I remember when I was a kid? All my friends and cousins in Greece would ask me to bring them stuff from the United States because obviously in Europe, there's tariffs. So um, Maui and Sons was a really, really great brand, great brand. Uh, quality fabric. Like, I literally, guys, have a t-shirt from 1987, and it's still alive today. And you know, your woman, you would, guys wore it as pajamas going out, have baked in it, have cooked in it, have traveled the world with that one Maui and Sons t-shirt that was made in America. It's no longer made in America. That t-shirt will survive, what, 15 washes, and it's gone. That's the thing. American products used to be known for their standard of quality. That they were better, durable, reliable, high quality. Nothing is more than, nothing would stand to the quality of American. When you think Chinese, you think, ugh, it's going to be like, you know, crap. It's going to get holes in it. It's going to wear. The seams are going to come apart. I mean, you see it on Facebook where people order from these Chinese companies from these wish things. And the care and, 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 and you would say, um, uh, what is it? The craftsmanship that they put into things. It's, it's garbage. It's, Ikea is kind of like that too. It's all pressed wood. I mean, it's really easy to do. But it's like, you know, Chinese furniture. So what happened to all of these American products? I mean, in the 90s, uh, in Europe, Asia, and Africa, buying something that was American or made in America was considered a luxury good. Uh, not because, I mean, it wasn't that high in price as luxury goods like Louis Vuitton, which, by the way, has merged with other brands, and now they have a Rihanna brand. Ugh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but they were known to be of quality, and we don't have that anymore. A couple of years ago, I purchased washing machines, a washing machine and a dryer. And it said Made in America, the sticker on it. It was a GE appliance. I was so proud of that. I was like, yep, buying only American. Lo and behold, GE is not American anymore, and I'll get into that in a bit. All of us know that anything made in China is usually low quality and mass produced, right? They have factories galore. Your iPhones are made cheaper there than they are here. Labor costs them less. They're churning and burning. And now, just like CNN said, with these tariffs, it's going to be passed on to consumers. I've told you that before. Now, it's not much, I guess, because Apple has to decide. They don't have to manufacture their phones in China. They can bring them to the United States. It'll cost them less. They just don't want to because then that's giving in to President Trump. The electronics companies don't want to because that's giving in. And their investors don't want them to because that's giving him a win. So in essence, in September when the new iPhone comes out, instead of $1,200, $1,300, you'll pay something like $2,000. Too bad. Don't blame Trump for it. Blame Apple. Why can't Apple open up a manufacturing company here? Why can't they hire American workers to, to make their phones, to check them? 
Why can't they put them through the manufacturing line? Why can't they use American products, American gold, steel, everything that they use for their phones? Why can't it be American? Why does it have to be Chinese? Those are the questions that you should ask yourself. Why made in China? I mean, you know, a lot of people here in the U.S., we buy from little places. I remember asking um, Sarah Reynolds where she got her dress, and I think it was called the, uh, ah, I forget what it was called. But it was so nice. But those were bespoke American-made products. People love that. People love good quality. You know, I, I remember when I bought my bedroom set, I was so proud of the fact that it was made in America, and it was, like, hand-carved. It wasn't mass-produced. No one's going to – there's not going to be 20 beds of the same. It's going to be different, and it's, uh, it's going to stand the test of time, which it will because it's, like, super heavy. <laughs> And it's really good. But the, the, the bottom line is, is that the previous administration, specifically Barack Hussein Obama, sold out America by closing down our factories and sending them to China so that American companies can build there and bring them here. So basically, they are making products in China. So they're buying Chinese products to make their products and they are providing prosperity and jobs to the Chinese but not giving anything back to the United States except for saying we're an American company because we have a headquarters here but we don't give jobs we give them somewhere else that is not the way it's supposed to work we shouldn't be making other countries prosper and make money off of our own companies. I mean, wouldn't it be better with American workers? Wouldn't you like that, the quality to come back? I mean, right now we have an unemployment rate of 2.9%. That means there's a lot of jobs. And there's lots of people, and there's lots of people that want to come in. And if we go American-made, it'll be better. Remember how I talked about GE, right? GE is not an American. They don't make appliances. I tweeted out a picture. GE Appliances is a Chinese company. It's owned by hair, higher hair, higher, higher company, right? Okay, so it's a Chinese company. Chinese. Do you think Trader Joe's is American? No, it's not. Trader Joe's is not American either. It's owned by the Germans. Angela Merkel. Germany owns it. Yep, German, not American. It's not American. Not American, not American. They use European contracts to purchase food. We could keep going, 7-Eleven. We could keep going. What about burgers? Let's think about burgers. Burger King, Americana, right? King, big flame-broiled burger. When you think burger, you think America. Heck yeah. No. Burger King isn't. It's actually Canadian. Canadian. Under the crown again. There's Justin Trudeau, Mr. Eyebrowgate, coming in and swooping in and buying all our companies for the crown. They are subject to the company of the crown, the United Kingdom. It is one big company. People need to see it as a company. We are being scammed everywhere. Just like President Trump said in 2011 on The View where they were all applauding him. We have 25,000 troops down you know, in, in South Korea. They're making money off of us. Our soldiers live there. Our soldiers contribute. Our soldiers buy, and we defend them. What are they paying us? Nothing. You would say, in exchange, you have a base there, so if you want to blow them up, you'll do it real quick and take over the government with your troops. Sure enough. But why are we there if they're not paying us? Here's the deal. 
No matter what CNN tells you, there is no reason any American company should force an American consumer to pay higher prices because of tariffs. You need to understand that these companies have a choice. They can simply manufacture them in their own country, in the good old United States. A lot of companies that are now being tariffed are moving. They're leaving China. They're going to go to Vietnam and other countries of Asia that will offer cheaper labor that are not so highly tariffed. That's why you have to understand China needs a deal because the kickback isn't going to come to us because the most wanted products are American products that are made over there. The European Union is going to suffer and the Asians are going to suffer. They're not going to have access to our intellectual property either. There's going to be no one left in China for anyone to do anything with. They're all going to leave. China, like you said in 2011, has taken advantage of it. They were, they were totally enjoying the party. They were having a field day. All the presidents before us knew that. They were fine with that. Why? Because they needed to collapse our economy. You give away the jobs, you open up the borders, everyone's in poverty, you get socialism instantly. It's just a matter of time. So what happened? Why is there a problem? I want you guys to listen to this clip on Bloomberg on how, oh yeah, China, China can deal with the impact of U.S. trade tariffs. Why? I told you why. Because all our allies and the crown are pouring money into China now. And this is going to be China's downfall, and China knows it. China knows that the minute they get foreign investment, that's it. They lose control. They've seen it in the past, in history, through their dynasties. They will not let this fly. Take a listen. To get more of a sense, perhaps, of the Chinese point of view on this, play it from the Chinese side. Uh, do they really feel pressure to make a deal at all? Well, I think the uh, as time passes by, it becomes clear what, uh, what, what was the exchange here. Apparently, uh, the Trump administration uh, want to maintain uh, the tariff at the same time, wanting uh, a numerical target uh, from China to reduce the balance, uh, trade balance. So the Chinese side, of course, uh, cannot accept and will not accept any trade agreement uh, while still allowing the uh, tariff uh, in place, because that, was, that will basically represent a huge loss of face. They have a domestic audience. Uh, to play with, too. So it's just like Trump wants to play with uh, Trump's domestic political base. The Chinese government have uh, have a domestic audience that they need to take care of. That's why I think this is a, a, a bottom line. Uh, the bottom line is that they cannot allow uh, the tariff to remain in place while they have some any kind of a deal. So the deal is pre, pre, preconditioned on American removing, removal of all uh, uh, tariffs. That is what the reporting is suggesting at this point. But, but what does that say about resolving this dispute any time within the next foreseeable future as a practical matter? Because President Trump is clearly very enamored of, really committed to those tariffs. He sold it to his base. He said, we're going to keep them in place until really you've complied. As you say, the Chinese now, it's very clear that's a matter of principle with them. They have to come off. I'm not sure where the middle ground is between those two positions. I do. I do not know. Uh, I do not know. There is any middle ground, but I think he, uh, President Trump. Uh, uh, if you look at uh, uh, Larry Kudlow, uh, Larry Kudlow basically admitted that if you do a tariff, basically it hurts both. 
Uh, and also he clarified that it's not, a, it's not the Chinese who pays the tariff, it's American consumers and businesses that pay the tariff, but it doesn't matter. I do think that this tariff is still a pressure, pressuring tactic to get the Chinese so basically what they're reporting is, is that the Chinese will strike a deal if they remove the tariffs. But why are we going to remove the tariffs? That's money. Why should we remove the tariffs? No. Leave the tariffs. They can come to a deal, but there still be tariffs. That's the way it goes. Maybe we can make an exemption for your iPhones. This is why the Senate and Congress are going insane. Their pockets are in jeopardy. And Apple, Google... And all these other tech companies are losing their mind because their stock will tank. It'll tank. Because it'll be too expensive for them to sell back. We're literally inventing iPhones in the United States of America, taking it to China, buying Chinese plastic, lenses, gold, silver, whatever they use, copper, steel, everything is Chinese. So they give money to China to buy the goods they need to create these phones. Then they pay a manufacturing company to make them for them by paying these Chinese workers per phone and stocking them. And then they're sending them back to America telling you that they're American products with everything Chinese in it. And the only people that benefited are the people that own stock in Apple and the Chinese. The Americans see nothing except for a phone in their hand <laughs> that is extremely overpriced. Because if you actually know, do you know how much an iPhone landed in the United States is just as a product itself? Just landed as, an, as a device. $72. That would include the 25% tariff. What? And you're paying $1,300? Yes, you are. Because you need to pay all these executives that made up the software that goes in there Plus, the device is so expensive because it's got the latest technology, yet they bend in your pocket. It's like cars. Back in the days, even if you didn't wear a seatbelt, you'd probably survive because they were made by, with steel. Now, they're made of plastic, and they crush instantly upon impact. I'm just saying. They are trying to cause panic. They are pandering to the farmers and, and, you know, the farmers, the loser farmers, the loser farmers, the ones that depend on the state to survive, not the hardworking farmers. Those loser farmers are the ones that are complaining. I got this loan and I got this subsidy and I need the state to pay me and I need to know. A farmer is a guy that works, not a guy that, that reaches out his hand and says, give me. So that's one. Then they have all these, you know, people saying, your consumer electronics, they're going to be going skyrocket. You're going to see the stocks plummet. It's going to be super insane. Like these tariffs are horrible. And the Chinese, you know, currency is going high and then it's going to drop. And they're just telling you just what turmoil is happening. But the bottom line is we're winning. Because this is how you make American companies actually be American. Just because your headquarters and your CEO sit somewhere in Silicon Valley doesn't mean that you're American. It just means you have an office in America. If you're making your products and buying every component that goes into your product from China, you're Chinese. You're not American. You're made in China. And Nike, same thing. Made in China, made in Turkey. Bring your stuff here, Nike, and it won't be that expensive. 
I don't see why it's so difficult for people to understand that. <laughs> I want to remind people that Lindsey Graham, back in 2008, you know, in South Carolina, there's um, Ker Kershaw County um, in Camden. There was a Chinese plant that opened up, the hire plant, the hair plant, the, the one that owns GE appliances, basically. Um, he applauded it. He's like, yeah, you know, the presence of, the, of, of hire company in Camden gives the county an advantage in trying to lure other Chinese firms to locate in Kernshaw County because there's so few Chinese companies, only a few looking each year, and each one is aware of hire, and they want to come and talk to folks about hire, about their experience. So we have the opportunity to meet a lot of these companies um, considering coming to the U.S. Um, I did tell you that the Epoch Times is a Chinese company, right? Not a lot of people know that. Also, uh, GE appliances uh, are Chinese, which makes me wonder. So GE owns 80% of NBC News, right? right? I'm just saying. It would be interesting to see if China actually owns parts of NBC. I'm just putting it out there, looking into it. Just let's see what comes out of it. But what you need to understand is that the Chinese have purchased American companies posing as American companies and not telling you that they're not American companies. Unilever is a British, a British and Dutch company. So the majority of the products that you have that you think are American are not American. Budweiser, not American. It's actually... Uh, owned by Bush Belgian Brewers. I've actually been to their brewery. Totally love it. But Budweiser is not American. It's not an American beer. Not American. Say it again. Not American. So, I only have 30 seconds left. What do we expect? Comey, Baker, in the news. Boom. It's happening. It's happening this week. Thank goodness. China tariffs, let's keep them in place. China sweating. They want no tariffs. We're going to keep tariffs. And there's going to be tariffs. And that's the only way we can make sure that American brands stay American. And those that are American continue to produce in America. Budweiser used to be the king of beers. No longer American. Just remember that. And on that note, I want to wish everyone a wonderful evening from all of us here at Red State. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, you can always find my live radio shows on ToriSays.com, where I upload them. Tomorrow will be fun. They say Tuesday is when you drop the real good stuff. Have a wonderful evening. God bless you all. Goodbye for now.